This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Can't see Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Not... Ready. Hence the questions before we went on to start the segment. All right. Well, let's see if we can talk with Mickey Spagnola imminently. But in the meantime, got plenty of other stuff for you. Is I wanted to run back through some of the divisional odds. Who do you think is most likely to have the most rushing yards in the divisional round? I hate my answer. I think it's Christian McCaffrey. Barkley. Saquon Barkley, man, you guys are on point. Saquon Barkley second. Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately, is first. You want to vote on third and fourth now? Um, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think. Right. I, I do like, Tony I will Pollard, say this, but he probably will catch more. That McKinnon it. kid for Kansas City, I think, is going to have a nice game. But I don't know if it'll be rushing. It'll just be overall yards. I, I, I think Pollard's Etienne? third. I was going to go Etienne fourth, mostly because if it is like you you say, they're going to get away from giving him the yeah. ball to run. They'll be like, Haley, we, let's let's pitch it off to him. But I think Etienne definitely could be in the top four. What about Big Joe Mixon? It's actually Miles Sanders that is third, yeah. Etienne at fourth, and Tony Pollard is at fifth. They're Joe. your top five. All right, so Miles Sanders' mom voted for this one. <laughs> um, because I was thinking about starting Miles Sanders. I'm giving this away, you know, my fantasy team, but... Miles Sanders has had a pretty crappy finish to the season. Yeah. So I just don't really want to – like I played him one of those weeks where I'm like, all right, I'll vote for you. I'll be your mom. And Whoa. and then he played like a mama's boy. And so I'm just not going to go with Miles Sanders having a big game. I would go with the under. Like if there was – Yeah, a, yeah, If yeah. I was betting in Vegas, I would go with Miles Sanders rushing yards under. Most receiving yards in the divisional round. Jamar Chase in the house. Hmm. This is interesting. It is very close Stephon between one, Diggs. two, and three. All right. Jamar Chase is a slight, slight yeah. favorite over Stefan Diggs and AJ Brown are tied for second. Then Travis Kelsey, then CeeDee Lamb, and then Debo Samuel is sixth. So See, advantage Cowboys. I, I Mike, I would love for CeeDee Lamb and Pollard to be in Dak to be the trio that ran this thing. But the way the Cowboys are when they're at their best, it's whenever everybody's got about 60 to 70 yards. You know, sure. when they're at their best, everybody kind of gets a little bit. Nobody really stands out. They're, a, they're They look like a team. And then Dalton Schultz gets a couple touchdowns, and you're like, geez, this team looks good. Now, in terms of passing yards, who will have the most passing yards in the divisional round if you're wanting to bet on this? I'm going to lean towards, I'm going to be wrong on this, because I think it's going to be Pat Mahomes, but I'm going to lean towards Joe Burrow has the most passing yards. Like, if I was a betting man, I would bet the over on Burrow's passing yards. See, I would also, I'm going the complete 
this guy might be at the bottom. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence because I think they're going to be having to pass for the last three quarters of the game. Ooh, okay. So they'll be at a deficit. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Fifth on the list, Joe Burrow. I do like what he's saying because of that makes he sense might to pass me. for 100 yards in the fourth quarter. Doesn't mean he's going to have a great day. Because he... they're down by 20, <laughs> and you get those rack up the stats. Joe Burrow is tied with Josh Allen for second. So it goes Patrick Mahomes first. Mah- uh, excuse me, Burrow and Allen tied for second. Dak Prescott is fourth. Trevor Lawrence is fifth. And then Brock Purdy is sixth. Daniel Jones is last. And Jalen Hurts okay. is seventh. Let me ask a Dak Prescott question sure. here. Do you feel, if I say Dak Prescott throws for 350 yards, right now do you say Cowboys win or Cowboys lose? Cowboys win. I actually think that too, and I don't normally feel that way, but I feel that that means you found Schultz or you found Lamb and took advantage of what was there in the defense. Yeah, their their defense, that's their, you know, Mike, you even said they're scared of that. Their, their best, our best option is, in those areas, you're going to be fighting uh, in the middle of the field to try to get yards. I'm going to answer my own question. I feel like that's a loss because you made it. the Cowboys a one-dimensional team, and they're not getting any rushing yards, and it's comeback passes. As yeah. in, we're trying to come back from a deficit. And see, that makes 100% of sense to me just in the stuff I've watched or listening to Broadus, It just feels like... Tight end is a spot that maybe the 49ers are not super good at covering. And then the corners, if you can get time from the pressure, because their defensive line, the 49ers defensive line, phenomenal. If you can get time for Dak, I think you have a better shot at taking advantage of their corners. So usually I would be with you. I think in this specific instance, I will say Cowboys win. You guys want to transition into Super Bowl matchups or Forgiveness Friday? Because we got all of the content today. Um, Hey, you know, can I throw this out there real quick before I give you an answer to your question? Okay. I just saw that ESPN has the Cowboys at 52% winning this game, Kevin. And they have... Down from 53% this morning. Oh, my gosh. But they've had them as the favorite all week because I told you analytics has the Cowboys, the ESPN specific analytics, have the Cowboys as the best team in football. But Bunny is on, the money's going on the Niners. So then, and Mike said that it's always the public that's Fade wrong here. Fade the public so. this year, baby. My, my son asked me that this morning as we were watching SportsCenter or whatever, and it said underneath Cowboys 53% chance to win the game. And my son goes, I thought we were the underdog. I said, we are, but there's stupid analytic people that start doing <laughs> computer things. And then they're like, hey. ESPN a, Analytics thinks the Cowboys are going to win. Chance, kids like, are going to be so bitter towards analytics. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> like, I can't wait to see if, like, one of your sons is, like, spot on with you. And one of them is more like, hey, guys, you know, let's talk it out. Let's figure this out. All right, what was your question again, right, Kevin? Do you want to go Forgiveness Friday or do you want to go back to the top Super Bowl matchups? Because we didn't get a chance to do the top five really yesterday. pumped about the super about football right now okay man. and usually you know i want bits and fun but okay. let's go for some football all right so if you recall the list we went through is last place jags 49ers then jags giants then jags cowboys then jags eagles so really anti-jag sentiment Facts. and then at 12 it went Bengals versus eagles Bengals giants chiefs giants Bengals cowboys so not feeling super pumped about the Bengals. we move into the top eight Bengals 49ers bills giants and bills eagles that moves us into the top five. Number five on the list, Bills versus 49ers. I think this would be a heck of a matchup. Yes. If, I'm like, picking the 49 the, the Niners, Kevin, 
if they can get past the Cowboys, they're they're the best NFC team by far. Yeah. Uh, I know Philadelphia has put on a really good show this season. I I have questions and concerns about Jalen Hurts after the injury. Oh, for sure. That Me might be too. something he definitely just it takes an off season to get and over. I, I know that Sirianni was like, no, it feels better than ever. We took about the injury report. Great. I hear you, but let's see how it plays in practice. Yeah, and and I guess the stoutness of the Niners defense is the thing for me. So yeah, watching those two teams go back and forth would be would be a very you have a, two very talented football teams on the field. So we've moved into the top 4. Here are your choices. Here are the remaining options. Chiefs versus Eagles, Chiefs versus 49ers, Bills versus Cowboys, and Chiefs versus Cowboys. I just don't want the Eagles in it. <laughs> I'm with you, Mike. I think, I think everybody. So Eagles out there Chiefs is, like, is fourth whatever. place. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever the you lowest do. number is. So this goes to our start of the segment. I feel like I used to hate the 49ers more in the 90s. Oh, for sure. The Eagles weren't really much competition, but now I do hate the Eagles more because when you say that and you put the 49ers in it, I'm like, fine, that'll be fun. Brock Purdy, uh, you know all this, all the storylines. But if like you put the Eagles in there. I'm going to have to hear about Jalen Hurts being the greatest quarterback in the history of football and the Philadelphia. Being it's going to be intolerable for in, Mike. Being at Minnesota or in Minnesota for that Super Bowl, that those fart knockers were there, I think you would have changed your mind. Because they were so were obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just a pile of dump, and they're all around you, <laughs> and you're just like, can we get these people out of here? And they're like, no, we're in a public mall. Which was a major mistake, but we did it there. Thank God nobody died. Number four on the list, they have Chiefs and Cowboys. Then Chiefs and 49ers. Then Chiefs and Eagles. So you see like a lot, a high preference for the Chiefs at the top of the list as they are number two, three, and four. Obviously, I would most most prefer to see Chiefs and Cowboys. A lot of really good personality out of the Chiefs. That makes a lot of sense, uh, especially since they've been in the spotlight so much in the last four years now. Does Chiefs and Eagles get it going for the Andy Reid Bowl? Yeah, but I don't care. I don't give a crap about that okay. at all. Okay. Uh, just because, uh, no. I just need the Chiefs to win that game. <laughs> yes. And and Mike, I do I do want to know. I know how much you how you just said you feel towards the Eagles. How much of that also goes with like you kind of want to be right about the Jalen Hurts thing from earlier in the season too? Like I I proves do, that moment. Oh, he's not that good. I, and look, I I uh will say Jalen Hurts if healthy is a good quarterback now. I was wrong. I, I thought he was be- he was below average. Everybody I think can say, look, he was maybe average at best coming into this year and way outperformed what uh everybody saw what he was. He is a good quarterback. At the same time, yeah, I don't want Jalen Hurts to win a Super Bowl in his third year in the NFL. That will suck in so many ways here. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Mike has a really good point there. Well, of course, the the number one on the list is Cowboys and Bills. Like it is that's almost Shakespearean, for God's sakes, is the year where it felt like so many people in these last few weeks crystallized around the Bills. The Bills get to come back and try to win their first Super Bowl against the evil superpower that crushed them two straight years to finish out the third and fourth straight Super Bowls for the Bills. And meanwhile, the Cowboys are trying to win their first Super Bowl in 27 years. All right, let me ask you this question. 
Are the Cowboys the bad guy? Yes. You know they're already the bad guy. You put them... Are we the bad guy? Okay, because you won. It doesn't... The bad guy gets defined a lot of different ways. Like, this doesn't have to be an 80s movie where, like, you ran afoul of those people and that's why you're bad. Are we Cobra guy? You're bad because you won. No, because we didn't steal their trophy or try to punch out or punch out windows in the parking lot or anything like that. You're the bad guy... Because you already won. And now you're the bad guy because of what happened to DeMar Hamlin. That's the way it works is everybody is going to be cheering for, if you're a neutral fan, everybody will be cheering for the Bills in that game. I'm cheering for the Bengals. In the Bills-Cowboys game, he's cheering for the Bengals. Gotcha. the Super Bowl was Bills Cowboys. I'm cheering for the Bengals this week against the Bills. So okay, I'm, I'm not riding that train of Demar Hamlin. So let's go Bills. I won't be upset, but I just I don't know. I like the Bengals. You know, I'm there with T.J. Hushmanzada as part of our uh, you know group here. Yeah, so yeah. I'm you going with digs, the digs, Yeah. No, that was something I was going to bring up there too. Some uh, a lot of people texting it in the Diggs Diggs matchup. It's it's would be a lot of fun. I, I would love to see Diggs on Chase again too, though. That look, if the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl, it'll be the highest rated Super Bowl of all time in terms of most viewers and people are like. Well, there's more people in the country. Well, yeah, that's not always the way the Super Bowl ratings go, though. But if it's Cowboys Bills, holy crap, brother versus brother. You know, trying to overcome all of your past in Buffalo. The game is kind of in the West Coast. You know, it's in uh, it's almost in Mountain Time or uh, Pacific Time. So, is it Pacific Time? They don't acknowledge it, right? Is that they don't change times there? That's yeah, it's confusing. It's, which is weird because I remember when we went out to spring training, it was like Sean and RJ, and I might have this reverse. Sean and RJ were an hour behind, and then we were there and we were two hours behind because the rest of the world changed or the rest of the country changed, and they're like. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. What are you? Why are you doing that? And yeah. so we had to stay the same. It is a shout out Friday right here on 105 through the fan. So 877-881-1053 if you want to get those shout outs in. And this does kind of relate to the bills is did you see that the Packers donated $100,000 for defibrillators to schools in honor of DeMar Hamlin? It is. I, I mean, obviously, it's horrible why this is coming about with what happened to him and the cardiac arrest and everything like that. And we're so happy. It looks like he's recovering pretty well so far, but I do like it when people take something bad and try to make something good out of it, whether it was with DeMar Hamlin's GoFundMe or whether it's now with the Packers spending a hundred thousand dollars to buy defibrillators for different schools and programs, because that could save a life. Yeah, for sure. I think, Kevin, you and I were at the newspaper yep. when they started doing that in Plano. Yep. And we knew how much of an effect it would have there. Yeah. And once again, based off of a very, very tragic situation. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, which 49ers player do you fear most? Give me one answer. 877-881-1053. That's an acceptable answer. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. This time for real. Brought to you by Four, built for Texas, built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's it going? We're doing great. I think a lot of people are amped. I'm amped. I know Corey is amped. I'm pumped. I want to incorporate you with a question that we asked, and we're getting a bunch of feedback on, and Corey said nobody. If there is <laughs> a 49ers player that you fear, who is the 49ers player you fear most? And again, Corey's like, nobody. Nobody. No, no, nobody. No fear. Not a single no fear. One. Actually, I have one, but okay. You what? better have one. <laughs> My man, Debo. Oh. Well, I don't like you saying he's your guy. Yeah, that is so. weird. Well, he was before the draft, after the draft. I do, yeah, I remember that. When yeah. he was playing at South Carolina, beating up on Missouri. He, the guy is unbelievable. Okay, I get that, and that one makes a lot of sense. I think we've talked about the versatility and how he can attack the Cowboys at multiple different spots. The one I thought of was Nick Bosa. Yeah. Nick Nick Bosa is the guy, but I also think he's a pivot in this game because whether it's Tyler, whether it's the offensive line as a collective, or whether it's Dak shifting the pocket to his advantage, if you can hold off that pass rush to any extent – I think their secondary is somewhat vulnerable. Yeah, and at times during the season, right, they've given up points. Sure. Uh, you know, they they weren't perfect, uh, you know, playing defense. And so, um, yeah, uh, you know, but when you get to this spot, everybody's got somebody, right, that, that you got to worry about. That's, sure. why, that's why they're here. Um, but, you know, they, I mean, they, they gave up 34 points to the Raiders, Right? Oh, and, that Raiders game plan is my blueprint. Too. Right? And you had to go into overtime. They gave up 44 to Kansas City, uh, 28 to Atlanta. So the rest of it, yeah, it looks pretty good. But it's Arizona, New Orleans, Miami, Tampa Bay, Seattle, you know, Arizona. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I like what uh, Micah Parsons had to, had to say. They go... He said they hadn't played us yet, and so um, I kind of like their nature going into this game, and especially Micah's. I, I think uh, the Cowboys should have just transcribed his entire press conference yesterday. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was thinking of taking a cheap way out instead of writing a column. Mm-hmm. I was just going to transcribe his press conference and say, here, I, I, can't, I can't do better than this. You know, um, I, there, there just seems to be a different – um, different tone set with with them going into this game. I think last year San Francisco was sort of the brash team, um, cocky, came in very confident, and, and I think the Cowboys tippy toed. 
Uh, I don't see no tippy toeing going on in this game. They they're they're pretty confident. Um, all you got to do is listen to the guys, and it's like, hey, you know, let's go, let's play. This is who we wanted. Uh, reg- you know, regardless if it works or not, but it 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 feels like that's the way you should want it. You know, um, you know, Michael went on and on about. You know, people saying, well, you know, you got to play like them. I'm paraphrasing. And he goes, no, we got to play like us. Uh, And he goes, and there's other people talking about, you know, who's uh, an underdog. And, uh, you know, you you don't want to play this team or you don't want to play that team. He goes, you got to play the best ones at some point if you want to get where you want to go. And he goes, so let's get it on right now. So I kind of like the attitude. Now, if that attitude can you know, bleed over into how you play, then, yeah, it's a good thing. So, yeah, this was gonna, this one's going to be very interesting. This offensive line, Mickey, um, I, I just go back to, like, Kevin Gogan had me, a mean streak. That whole offensive line back then was, they were they were a tough group. Tyler Smith has, is he a rookie anymore? I mean, No. I, okay. He's, what, got 17 games? Yeah. At, versatile, at, at various positions? Uh, I think that he... He has a very – he's one of those guys with a very quiet demeanor off the field, but on the field, yeah. I think he's the – now, I'm not saying from um, a performance standpoint, right, but he's the next coming of, of Tyron Smith, the way Tyron would play on the on the field, the way Eric Williams would play on the field. I think he's got that uh, in him, and we forget, and, you know – uh, Kellen Moore had a laugh about it, talking about how young he was. He goes, he's 21 years old. <laughs> he goes, he was born in 2001. Ugh, Think about wow. that. Right? And he's done what, you know, he's done so far. So, yeah, uh, I, I think there's a little bit uh, of that uh, in him. Uh, and, and, you know, and Zach Martin, if they just follow his lead, you know, he he's no chameleon out there. How uh, how cool of a power play is it to get teams to come to you so you can decide if you want to be their head coach? Dan Quinn. I, I think that's kind of awesome. <laughs> I get it. Dan that's Quinn's why his is, conference call this morning was at 840, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He probably had an interview. Yeah. See, I would love that as the start of an interview and be like, tell me why I should come coach for you. I don't know how long that interview would go, but I think that would be a neat move. Well, he, sh- he should just go in and say, look, here's my answers check out the Tampa Bay game and then his, his best answer will be what happens on Sunday right yeah you don't need to sit there and talk to him more and more and more you just got to find out if he's coming as my head coach are you also my defensive coordinator well speaking of and what, I would demand that yes well speaking of what's going to happen on Sunday I am Man, I can't wait for this game to get here. Mickey, how we feeling? What is the prediction for Sunday? Well, um, it's very scientific, uh, I think. As always. Well, always yeah, yeah. It, always, right? Um, I came up with the score 35-31 Cowboys. Oh. I think we're going to see Super Bowl. I think we're going to see a lot of points. I think that you better score in this game. Uh, because as good as maybe the Cowboys' defense will play, uh, their offense is pretty good, uh, and it's very versatile. And um, I think the the key word around this building the last several days has been tackling, right? They got to tackle. 
This team breaks tackles. They get runs yards after catch. And so, yeah, I just keep hearing from the head coach, the defensive coordinator, the players tackling. And, and I think that'll be one of the key things uh, in this game. But, again, you better score some points. And the quarterback who <laughs> is the oldest in the playoffs left has to play like a salty veteran in this game going up against the youngest quarterback in the in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I'm expecting a pretty high-scoring game. All right. I Man, I would Holy love... Holy crap, he is the oldest quarterback in the playoffs. That no, he is. is oh, my so gosh. crazy. That's wild. It, it, I, I guess I can't say what how Dak put it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he said he used the word, you know, uh, things change, right? Yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I you understand your, what I'm saying? Yeah, I appreciate your discretion for sure. I didn't want to test Joey's but, uh, finger on the button, right? <laughs> I appreciate that very, very much, man. I hope that is the outcome. We can't wait for better or worse. We will talk with you on Monday. Yeah, this will be a fun one to cover. Absolutely. There you go, Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. Now. More and more people have kind of given their thoughts about the player that they fear the most. This one hurts from the 832. Uh, 49er that I fear, Robbie Gould, he can kick extra points. I got a question for you guys real quick. Do you think Brett Maher will miss an extra point on Sunday? Yes. No. Three to one is the odds right now. If that if he does, you can get three to one on your money. Corey, the overwhelming favorite is no. Mm. But if you think that Brett Maher will miss an extra point, three to one on your money I, is the line out there. I do have this question for you on on that front. And I don't really have a lot of field goal kicker concerns, right? How much of your game is going with the mindset of if we don't need him to kick a field goal? We're going to do everything offensively that we can to make sure he doesn't have I, to kick a field goal. I don't think, Not extra points. Yeah. I'm talking about field goals. I don't think that is my mindset because of that until he misses one. That's my mindset already because we talk about this all the time. The next three games, like if you win, you win here, whether you play Philly or New York and whether you play, you know, whoever out of the AFC, these three games – Field goals will lose you these games. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mickey said, 35-31. That's, well, you would hope, no field goals for the Cowboys. And what I mean by that is, like, if you have to take the points, take the points. Like, if you get there and it's 7-6 to or 10-7, to but this feels like a game where San Francisco might score a touchdown and you field goal as the counter, and you will lose the game with those kind of counters, well, and obviously. your coach is, I mean, he's one of those guys that whenever the ball gets on the other side of the 50... A lot of times he's like, let's just keep going. I mean, we're already we're already here. We might as well take advantage of the four downs that we have. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you get stuck in those situations where maybe you were at the 25 and then you took a sack. And that puts you in a position where all we can do is take the field goal here. But I think whenever I'm – if I'm Kellen Moore, who, again, I want to give all the credit in the Tampa game for the game that he called because he deserves that. I'm looking at a lot of instances where I'm saying I want to get the yards to keep us from having to go to that because I want touchdowns. I want to get y'all's breakdown on this text because I disagree with, I think, multiple parts of this text message. From the 901, you would trade all of your weapons for the Niners with the exception of Dak if given the chance. McCaffrey is way better than your running backs. Disagree. 
Debo is better than CD. Disagree. Ayuk is better than Gallup. Kittle is better than Schultz, and they have a better defense. I actually think you could debate the defense as well, that they are neck and neck. But I disagree with the idea that McCaffrey is way better than Tony Pollard. Better? Okay, sure. But, like, Tony Pollard is better than, I guess, some people who might not watch this team. No. And CeeDee Lamb? No. I'll I'll take CeeDee Lamb over Debo. I am I am a little concerned. I think if I'm going to say my concern, uh, tackling Debo is a huge deal. Sure. Somebody, if, if Diggs is on him, and Debo's somebody's awesome, got to tackle. For the record, he is awesome. I'm a little concerned about Kittle. And he hasn't had, like, the last three games have been poor. I think he's had a, a he's had a couple touchdowns, but or three touchdowns, but it, the numbers haven't been huge. Sure, but he can get lost in he, that middle yeah. of the field area, and that's kind of where like that. If I'm afraid of a player being used, it is going to be where Kittle is, and because you have so many different weapons, I'm not going to say that they don't have weapons. Ayuk is really they good d- for sure. I mean, go do. go line them all up, and you're really like okay. And that's what Merton Hanks was discussing with us yesterday. I heard Broadus discuss it. You know, all these pieces. Shanahan does such a really good job of moving them all around. Kittle can get lost, and then the big gain after is what is what I do fear is they all the guys on the field they know where the blocking's supposed to be downfield. Kittle's one of the main factors in the blocking downfield. And that's something that opens up those big plays. So if there's one person, it's definitely Kittle for me. Totally get that. And they they said you would trade all your weapons. And somebody said, well, as a whole, but not as a whole. He said position by position, you would trade every single weapon. And I fundamentally disagree with that. And guess what? So do people who watch football. They disagree about that. And so, like, I I hear what that person's saying, and I do think overall the 49ers have better weapons. But person by person, the way they logged it up like that, I think that is very inaccurate. I think it's a close call, by the way. I lean 49ers. That would be my choice, but I think it's a close call. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time For playoff porridge, everything you need to know heading into the divisional round, including these encouraging Giants facts. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Giants have it second and goal at the seven. Jones with a shotgun. Nope, goes over center this time with Barkley the tailback. Bellinger in motion to the right. Play fake. Jones back to throw. Climbs the pocket. He's under pressure. Now rolls right. Throws right. Touchdown, Giants. Isaiah Hodgins. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan right now. I know usually we do gridiron here. This time, it's playoff porridge. Poor. Idge? That was pretty good. Did that work? Spoon. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we've never done this before, so it's a little confusing. But, you know, I think we did all right. All right. You want to start with the ticket that is most in demand. This weekend. Yeah, the per, Cowboys game. For Sports Illustrated. And it is not. Average ticket price is like 1200 bucks, isn't it? It is. Which ticket do you think is least in demand? I was surprised by this. Uh, Giants, Eagles. That is actually, shockingly enough, second. Wow. Um, I was stunned by that. Is it the Bengals, Bills? Bengals, Bills. Average ticket price, $480. Jags, Kansas City Chiefs, average ticket price, $524. Then we take a big jump. 
Can I tell you yeah. real quick? I do playing in Buffalo for three years, uh, or two years, 2000 and 2001, and I know it's a long time ago. There's just not a lot of money up there. So, yes, that is, that's a lot of, it sounds weird, but that's just a lot. There's not major businesses there. There's not, the Toyota comp- company has just moved to Buffalo. No, they moved to Frisco. So I think some of that has to do with, like, wait a second, what a game, and DeMar Hamlin and, and all. I just think that there's just not a lot of people with a lot of money up there. They have Niagara Falls, though. Like, how can you, that's a, a tourist destination. But are you going to the game to be like, then we'll stop at Niagara Falls? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I've like never been. Negative 47 at Niagara Falls right now. It takes a big awesome. jump from there. Giants-Eagles average 889, and Cowboys-49ers average $1,156. Man, I really am hoping that they can uh, do their best to try to take over that stadium. All right. Let's I talk. think they are, did you say they're at 75% is what I saw, uh, that San Francisco has bought about 75% of the, the tickets? As opposed to the Cowboys And Cowboys fans, fans mm. have bought about 25%. I would take that. And I've seen some San Francisco people saying, man, that feels feels low for us. Yeah. It feels like we should have more. So Hey, when you see $1,200 minimum, or, or maybe as an average, not as a minimum, then maybe you'll consider it. All right, let's talk about the Bills and the Bengals. This game should be awesome. The Bengals enter the divisional round on a nine-game winning streak. The Bills enter the divisional round on an eight-game winning streak. Sunday will mark the sixth playoff game ever in which both teams have a winning streak of eight or more games. It's pretty impressive, man. It is super impressive. However, some people will say it's a done deal. Buffalo is going to win. Buffalo, since 1988, they're 13-1 at home in the postseason. And Sean McDermott, 4-0 at home in the postseason. Who's their one loss in the postseason at home? Ooh, I'll go back and double-check on that. All right. Probably to Joe Montana. He, there's no way it's – well, I guess he it did could be. I could, absolutely could be Joe Montana. I was watching 1993, and as the Cowboys are destroying um, – the 49ers at home, they're like showing the final score. And it was 30 to 13 Buffalo over your Joe Montana led 13 point Kansas City Chief team. Oh, what a bum. It's it's so much more difficult to play quarterback when you don't cheat leading into the game is let's go from that. I did see somebody. I mean, you know, it's you true, Mike. Bills multiple, not the Bills, not the Bills is multiple people are concerned that we might be doomed because Mattress Mac bet $2 million on the Cowboys on the money line, so he would win $3.35 million if the Cowboys are victorious. I wonder if he is a Cowboys fan. He grew up here. Yeah, he always bets on, like, obviously Houston He lives in stuff. Houston yeah. now, and I get, but I'm just wondering, obviously when he grew up here there were no Dallas Mavericks, but there were Dallas Cowboys, and I'm just wondering if he is like, well, I am a Cowboys fan, but I've become an Astros fan living in Houston for such a long time. Um, Jacksonville is the is who beat them in 1996, Kevin. Oh, ja- is that Mark Brunel? Lefty Mark Brunel with old Dallas Cowboy Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Getting work Fred done. Fred Taylor wasn't there till 98, so I don't know their running back back oh, then. Oh, man. They gave up 184 rushing yards in that game uh, to Jacksonville. Yeah. So there you go. I'm glad that you had that answer 
Because it would have gone a minute before I thought <laughs> Jacksonville. I had to go do some research. Was but I found it. The answer. All right, let's go from that to talking about Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is very good for people who weren't listening correctly. He can join Ricky Waters as the only running backs ever with a touchdown reception in three consecutive postseason games. It is amazing. Well, I guess by the nature of the running back, as you don't initially think pass threat, except right. for some. But yeah, that would tie the record of three straight postseason games with a touchdown reception. Will he match it, Corey? Nope. Nobody scored any yeah. touchdowns on Sunday. Oh, okay. I hope that will be boring. Oh. Oh wait, I thought I was just thinking the 49ers. Oh yeah. But you don't think it would be boring if only the Cowboys scored touchdowns, right? Come what? on, what are you Mike! Doing, Mike! It'd just be a blowout. Cowboys pitch a shutout and you're like, ugh. There's nothing more I want to I see than a 38 more. to nothing Cowboys game. I don't give a damn if it's not competitive at 7 p.m. I'm like, great. Mike comes in at Monday morning. He's like, you know, I really expected it to be more competitive. Yeah. I went to no, bed. No, I will at say, no matter what, it yeah. will be competitive. Big deal. Just because, like, when I was watching the 93 game, since I said, man, I don't remember it. So I watched it yesterday. And when Bernie Kosar came into the game, by the way, there was no such thing as roughing the passer back. Oh, they no. They're like, all right, Troy's those. out. Let's see if we can let's see if we can kill this guy. Yeah. And they were slinging him around, and Bernie did not look very good to start that off. And I was like, oh my gosh! And it's twenty eight fourteen, and you're just like, no, Troy Aikman's done for the game, and Bernie Kosar does not look good right now. So I think even if you do have like a twenty eight to seven lead, you're feeling great, but. All it takes is one thing to change your mind and like, oh, no, is something bad going to happen? With the win last week, the Dallas Cowboys improved to 36-29 and 29 all-time in the postseason. 36 postseason wins is tied with Pittsburgh and Green Bay for second all-time and trails only New England. So think about this, Corey. And still ahead of Tom Brady. Pittsburgh, not there. Green Bay, not there. New England, not there. You win this weekend, you're tied for the most playoff wins. You win again. Back on top. Not only do you make the Super Bowl, you're back on top with a chance to tie for most Super Bowl wins ever. I like there are a lot of historic I'm here things to hype you up. That Micah doesn't have a clue. Like he doesn't know that, right? I There's don't no think way so. that Mike is sitting there going, hey, man, we could really do yeah. something for the fr-. he's like, I want to do it for me and these guys in this room. But that would be a really awesome moment. Now in other historical terms, who are some of the quarterbacks, and one of these is wild, who who are some of the quarterbacks that have the most postseason games with a rushing touchdown and passing touchdown in the same game? So a quarterback ran and passed for a touchdown in the same postseason game. How would your top of the all-time list look? Eli Manning. Eli Manning, not on would, the top of the list. I lean towards, did Randall Cunningham do it? With Shockingly enough, not on Probably the list. Probably didn't play in enough games, right? Exactly. Ben Roethlisberger. Right. No. Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady. He's played in seven Tom Brady, million playoff games. Shockingly, is second on the list well, with five. There's no way he ran for those. He may. He was really good was at the quarterback sneak. sneak. Yeah. So I'll they give him. Like, see the football because it was so deflated. They couldn't figure good out. Good point. Where it was. You know what I'm good point. Snap! I do. Snap! Okay, I'm with you. If it's on Tom Brady, that's my new rule. I'll snap with you if it's on Tom yes. Brady. Yes. What just that happened awesome. with you? No, two. what just happened? All right, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, not on the list. John Elway. You guys, John Elway tied for third. I really think you should get number one. So it's Tom Brady, second with Fran five. Tarkington. No, it's a more 
a more, but not Roger Staubach, more contemporary. Steve uh, McNair, Joe Montana, Steve Young, well, Steve Young, number one on uh, the that's list. Fart knocker. I watched him run into the end zone a few times in those games. Eight times, Steve Young had combo touchdowns. That leads everyone all time. Mahomes will get Mahomes will break that record by the end of his career. Well, check this out. Steve Young, first at eight. Tom Brady, second at five. The tie for third with four. John Elway, Donovan McNabb, Patrick Mahomes, and Dak, Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott already tied for third on that list. I know he Patrick. Done he's Bo- done it in every game. That, uh, yeah, in the last four, because he's on four straight now. He played Green Bay, L.A., uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Tampa. So four out of yeah. five. Okay, so okay, he has an eighty percent chance of doing that, Corey. I just, you know what? I would love it. Just Give me a million bucks. I'm an analytic person. There now. we go. <laughs> I just might doing math yep. without a calculator. Well. Eight, well he should run one in and throw one because it happens 80% of the time. Now let's move to Andy Reid. Again, I'm sure this is not Andy Reid's focus. Oh, is but he drawing mustaches again on people? No. With a win on Saturday, he will become the third coach in NFL history to appear in 10 conference championship games. Belichick has been in 13. Tom Landry has been in 10. So that's pretty elite company right there. And the same elite company is most postseason wins. Belichick has 31, Landry has 20, Andy Reid with a win on Saturday would join Tom Landry for 20. So he would be tied with Landry on most conference championship games and se- or excuse me, second most and second most playoff wins. Corey, I need this because I took uh, a lot of money and bought a really nice Patrick Mahomes rookie card that I've always wanted. Well, that's nice. It was I, very nice. I'm wanting him to win his second Super Bowl, second MVP, second MVP Super Bowl, and that would be in five years he's accomplished all that. I think that would be good. Now, I know this is the stat people have vaguely referenced and have been waiting to hear. This is why the Giants can, perhaps will win. Since seeding began in 1975, the Giants have beaten the number one seed six straight times. Oh, yeah, I remember 07. That is a record. So the last six times the Giants have played the number one seed, like they will this weekend, they were victorious. That was always with Eli, right? Well, not all of them with Eli, but... like They really need Eli to be able to do this. Do you think Daniel Jones can do it? I don't. But there's a lot of people saying he will. You know what? I hope so. Because remember, got Dave's, Cowboys so. win, Giants win. You're hosting that NFC Championship Let's game next weekend. Let's host it. We're the KNC Masterpiece. Hostess with the mostest. That's right. Right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, I bet somebody who thinks we can do it. Two-time Dallas Cowboys Two-time. Super Bowl champion, Kenny the Shark Gant, joins the show. And Corey's ready next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.